Hey everybody, welcome to High Spirits. I'm Jay Stagman, and with me, as always, is my pal, Noelle Schmidt. That's right. You're listening to a show called High Spirits in which we drink booze and we talk about the ghosts. Yep. Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> Everything's going fine. Does that look good? That looks really good. All right, let's just keep rocking. Cool. Sometimes I like to test first. Yeah, but this seems like we got some good... Uh... This looks great. Yeah, right? So talk more about our sound. We might be <laughs> we might be getting the hang of sound is really what we're talking about. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. You're going to no. get us it's going to sound like we're in a tunnel. Um, so thank you so much for joining us for this episode of High Spirits. We really, really, really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, little did we know when we started over a year ago that we'd still be doing this. Yeah. With lots of episodes under our, our belt. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And lots of listeners. We do. Thank uh-huh. you. Thank you. Um, thank you to the people of... Uh, I cheers my computer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Salute. Oh, my God. Uh, I know I always say this, but we should do a live show because the amount of object work you do is absolutely extraordinary. It's like, you know, you're all just sitting here with us in this room. Yeah, but I would like to thank the people of Australia. Thank you. They're listening. Um, Morocco. Okay. Listening. <laughs> um, lots of people in Ireland listening. I like that. Yeah. Um, and I'll say this, I love Irish people and I love the beautiful country of Ireland. Me too. So, um, we might, Miss Noel and I come to see you and come to see some of your ghosts at some point. I would love that. I would love that. I think we should be doing that soon. Yeah. I've only been to Dublin. I haven't experienced any other parts of Mm -hmm. the country of Ireland. So I would like to do that. Yeah. We'll get a car and we'll drive down lanes. Okay. We'll drive. I'll drive. Okay. Um, you'll be too drunk. <laughs> uh, and confused. Right. Um, I, I. It's fine. I can drive on the wrong side of the road. Yeah. Or the I, right side of the road, depending. Right. I have a spatial awareness thing, and I just thought about I just feel like it's not going to. It's not going to fly. No. It's going to be weird for me. Well, as you guys know, because you're avid listeners, uh, we drink booze on this show uh, because we are sponsored by uh, uh, companies. Noelle, who are you drinking? Nope. Um, oh, well, so I'm going to finish this off first. <laughs> that was a reach. I had to reach over. You have the wingspan of a one Larry Bird. I have very long arms, actually. <laughs> it's hard. For, it's very hard for me to find shirts. Your arm is like six feet long. It's... <laughs> Schmidt arms. Yeah. Um, I actually was surprised, to be honest. I thought that was going to be a Rube Goldberg effect, where you just put your arm out, knocked over the wine bottle, knocked over. I was... I, you know what? That would not have been out of character nope. for me. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and then a marble would have landed in a cup. Um, <laughs> always, always such an outcome. It's just so optimistic. The end. Okay. So this is a white claw hard seltzer. It's raspberry flavored. Oh. So, uh, our friend Megan, Megan Ensley, friend of the show. Megan Ensley, friend of, friend of the show. <laughs> I don't know why I said this so weird. Hi, Megs. Hi, Megan. Uh, she, uh, introduced me to this. Uh, so I, I ran out and got some. Um, it's spiked sparkling water with a hint of raspberry and there. It has this little tag that I'd like to read. Inspired by the legendary White Claw waves, we endeavored to craft a new level of refreshment as pure as their white-capped crowns. The result? The purest hard seltzer in the world. Or as a friend of mine said to me earlier, isn't it just a vodka soda? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so, always a vodka soda. I was like, yeah, but they've conveniently canned it so white girls think it's healthy. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, do you remember when we were in Las Vegas and, like, every single thing had, like, the most extraordinary name, like, um, Kaleidoscope Butterfly. Um, <laughs> like, I'd drink that. Like, right? like um, Lavender Caterpillar. Melodic Soundscape. <laughs> and I seriously fucking asked every single time. I was like, well, what is that? And they're like, Vodka Tonic. Okay. Every single time. And that'll time. be $23. And that'll be $23. Um, I'm going to finish it off with, after I finish this can of White Claw. Culture, White Claw. Uh, with, uh, some boom, boom, Syrah. Oh. Boom, boom. Syrah. Uh, it's got that, uh. Bomb? Bomb. Like a old school cartoon ticking bomb thing. It's also the same one that, uh, Bibi Netanyahu oh. used in that demonstration at the UN, remember? You're so political. 
I like to call him Benjamin because I don't think we're on the uh, BB level. Oh, I think we're friends. No. BB. Uh, Not me. Yeah. It's like cartoony bomb. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Get, get some. What are you I, having? Uh, friends, I am drinking Half Acre Beer Company's Gone Away. And mm. I do have to say this, but Noel and I were hanging out as friends. What? We do that friends. sometimes. Friends, yeah. yeah. We're not just we're not just internationally known podcasters. <laughs> we, we are friends. Highly doubtful. But uh, okay. But we hung out at the uh, newer space of the um, Half Acre Brew Company um, on Balmoral. Yes. What a gorgioso location. So nice. Yeah. Uh, just kind of tucked away over there. Yeah. It's amazing. I loved it. I loved it. Noelle said something interesting to me when she sat down. She said, ugh, it reeks of hops. And I was like, <laughs> it's delicious. No, when I was rounding the building <laughs> and I was walking by all of the tanks mm-hmm. or the, the stills, I guess. Oh. I was like, ugh, this just smells like IPAs. Yeah. It. To me, it was the most delicious smell I'd ever smelled. But the Oktoberfest is delicious. I like their black ale. All the non-IPAs. Big fan of those. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's a really really great space. So uh, if you're in the Ravenswood area, check it out. Shook it out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Noelle, you got a a tale to tell us. I got a tale to tell you. So it's Thanksgiving time. What? Yeah, you know, it's the time where we... Memorialize our, uh... Yes. <laughs> we, mem- we memorialize the takeover uh... of these here United States of America. Oh, my God. Um, and so, <laughs> I'm glad that we're on the same page. Uh, also, thanks for for doing that Anton LaVey episode before I have to go home and talk to my family. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, like, listen, I'm very sorry, everybody. I was like, oh, man. They don't listen, but they see things on the social media. Sure. They'll have some questions. Yeah, it can't it can't it's be fine. easy to be friends with me. <laughs> <laughs> because I talk about Satan so... There, I did it again. I talk about Satan so casually because it doesn't, to me, matter. And I don't mean that in, like, a terrible way. It just... Right. Like, doesn't. And then other people hear that and they're like... <laughs> right. Like they're, like, panicked. And I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. Let me just say it one more time. Satan. And they're like, ha, ha, ha. So, right. I don't know. It's Do me a fave. Uh, put the thing on pause for two secs. Okay. All right. Welcome back, y'all. We had a, just a quick, brief, satanic moment. No, I'm uh, kidding. <laughs> we didn't. We just, <laughs> we just had to take care of some uh, uh, high spirits business over in this piece. Um, but, yeah. So, the Anton LaVey happened. Yeah. Um, which is great. And I'm prepared, fully prepared to have those conversations sure. with the fam. Sure. Um, but anyway, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, I thought we would honor our friends, the Native Americans. Oh, yeah. And, uh, uh, talk about some of their, their ghosts or spirits. Yeah. Hating that. But when I say hating, I mean haunting. Right. Uh, so I have two, I, and I, I'll try to get to the second one. The first one might be a little long. So we'll okay. we'll see where we go with this. All right. But let's start with the good old Wendigo. Hey. Or if you're on the show Supernatural, you pronounce it Wendigo. Huh. I don't know why. I'm not on the show Supernatural anymore. They fired me because I kept talking about Antoine LaVey. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we will not do a LaVeyan episode. All right. Um, it's interesting, right? I don't know why they wouldn't. I don't know. All right. So let's, let's just dive right in. So in Algonquin folklore, the Wendigo or Windigo, uh, there are multiple pronunciations, spellings, etc. of this word. And I didn't bother to put them all That's down. That's okay. Always. I mean, basically like with, uh, with any sort of language that, uh, colonialists listen to, it was all just spelled phonetically anyway. Yeah, which is why the mis the why there's always misspellings, misnomers, and mispronunciations because it's just it's what some transcriber heard and just decided to write down. Right, it's phonetics. Right. Well, and a, a, it also varied by tribes too. Yeah, and different groups. So, um, the Wendigo is a mythical cannibal monster or evil spirit native to the northern forests of the Atlantic coastland, uh, Great Lakes region of the United States and Canada. Yes. Um, 
it will appear as a monster with some characteristics of a human or as a spirit who has possessed a human being and made them become monstrous. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like I said before, it's associated with cannibalism, murder, insatiable greed, and cultural taboos against such behaviors. Wait, hold on. Read that again. I love it. Uh, it is associated with the last part. Or all I just like insatiable, insatiable greed. We're going to get into that. Yeah. And cult, the cultural taboos against such behaviors. Yeah. Um, anytime, any, anything in the taboo realm. Yeah. This might shock all of our avid listeners, but I love everything taboo. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> By which I mean like the Milton Bradley, like game that you play with friends where you're not supposed to say a certain word. Taboo? You know that game. I do. Yeah. Yeah. The, the game Taboo. The game Taboo. Yeah. Where it has like that, that thing. The most annoying buzzer in the world. Yeah. But what I do with it, let me give you a tip. What I do with that, I, uh, when I play that game is I use it constantly and I rub it against my face as if it's a razor. It is the most hilarious joke I have ever come up with. I don't think you're the only one who's ever come up with that. I hate to burst your bubble, buddy. Uh, no, it's what I'm famous for. Um, it's why people from <laughs> it's why people from Morocco listen. Um, maybe. Uh, well, anyway, I pretend to shave my face with it. My brothers and I used to walk around with that buzzer and just like buzz it at each other whenever one of us was like out of line or we didn't like what the other mm, one was saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure my mom threw it away. Um, and was like, I don't know where I went. I guess we can never play that game again. Which so, is an interesting, um, uh, just a difference of how we grew up where my mother would say, uh, you were all very annoying. So I threw that away. <laughs> <laughs> just no obfuscation at all. <laughs> you were all terribly behaved. So we took away your joy. <laughs> Shout out to you, Karen. Uh, makes so much sense. Um, anyway, uh, the, the Algonquin tribes referred to the Wendigo as the lonely spirit. Um, in the 20th century, a lot of disappearances were blamed on, uh, the Wendigo in the Northern part of this here country, uh, Northern central. Um, it's seen as the embodiment of gluttony, greed, and excess. Mm-hmm. It's never satisfied after killing and consuming one person, and they're constantly searching for new victims. Uh, some people believe it can curse and possess humans, um, causing them to be cannibalistic. Now, I want to clarify something here. Oh. The Wetchug, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. The Wetchug is a similar being that appears in legends of the Athabascan people of the Northwest Pacific Coast. It was also cannibalistic. However, it's uh, not so much insane as enlightened with ancest- ancestral. What? I didn't write that down right. <laughs> I, I love it. Whatever you're saying. I don't I'm know. What, I clearly didn't write that down. It's right. enlightened with ancestral. Ancestral insights? I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. So um, it's not the same thing, though. I just want to clear that up. So let's okay. not confuse. The Wachuga and the Wendigo. They're totally different things. <laughs> okay. Just to be clear here. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. I'm uncertain. So the Wendigo is a beast. Well, it depends on who you're asking. Oh, then get there. Because I have yeah. I've, I have many things floating around in this um, very vacant head of mine. Yeah. So it can be a beast. It can also be a, a possession. A spirit that possesses you. I see. I am beginning to and understand. And some people think that the possession causes is caused by the Wendigo, the beast, like attaching itself to a human being, mm-hmm. and so it's like spreading out. It's like connecting outside of itself. Sure. So it's sort of like parasitic. Yes. Yeah. So wouldn't it be interesting if at at the end of all of this you were like uh, everyone in this every, this was just hydrophobia. By which I mean rabies. Yeah. Because um, this is basically the behaviors that that's are... That's not how I end this, but... Oh. Uh, <laughs> but wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't it be something <laughs> if I just, as always, ruined your story? 
But here's the thing. It's not how I end this. Yay. And so it's still a surprise. Yeah. Um, Do you remember when an old yeller got rabies? <laughs> oh, man. That's still the worst. That is the worst. I've only been able to watch that movie once in my life. Yeah, girl, I saw it in, like, third grade. I still have PTSD. Mm-hmm. They showed it in my school. Why? Because they didn't want to teach us things. God, that's <laughs> Why terrible. else would you show a movie in a school? So I watched. I remember watching. What it. is the educational value of showing old oh, yeller to third graders? Because they want graders. to just like kick you all while you're down. I guess like, they just want you all to feel miserable, but for the rest of the day, I I watched it with my dad, and I think I was probably in third grade too. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I remember him like prepping me the whole time for the ending, like oh. because he was gonna be upset about it too. Oh, and so. He never didn't tell me, but he was kind of like doing things to like, you know, prep me in a way. Like I can't remember exactly what he was saying, but like he kept watching me and he kept trying to like cheer me up and see. And, and that was just it again. It's where just our childhoods, our childhoods are so disparate. Where I had no prep at this point. I was incapable of foreshadowing. No one held my hand, mm-hmm. and that fucking dog just got shot well the reality though is that sorry my... spoiler alert you've had time <laughs> <laughs> the reality too is, is that my dad was probably also trying to like psych himself out of sadness oh, because man. he knew that it was going to affect him as well um god that movie that was maybe the first time i cried in public i was a... and the last no, I'm, <laughs> I'm joking <laughs> Crying in public's the worst. Yeah. Um, not don't, a fan. No, I won't do it. No. Nope. Can't do it. Okay. You're probably wondering what this thing looks like, right? <laughs> that is exactly what I was wondering. <laughs> okay. It's your rhetorical question was so <laughs> apropos. Uh, well, uh, this man, Basil or Basil, Basil probably, Johnston, who's an, I'm going to apologize right now for making a lot of mispronunciations of Native American words. And names. Yeah. Because I, it's me. Yeah. In Ojibwa. <laughs> Even though you said you were going to do it, that was, that was fun that it happened right away. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't even try. <laughs> I didn't even try to spin that up. That just happened that way. In Ojibwa, teacher, man. And scholar from Ontario uh, gave this description. The Wendigo was gaunt to the point of emancipation. Emanciation. God. Emaciation. <laughs> emaciation. What's happening? Now I'm all flustered. Oh. It's because of that seltzer water you're drinking. <laughs> it's only 5%. <laughs> Listen, a vodka soda that get you every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh... <laughs> Got to the point of emaciation, its desiccated skin pulled tightly over its bones. With its bones pushing out against its skin, its complexion the ash gray of death, and its eyes pushed back deep into their sockets. The Wendigo looked like a gaunt skeleton recently disinterred from the grave. What lips it had were tattered and bloody, unclean and suffering from separations of the flesh. The Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition, of death and corruption. May I tell you this? Yeah. Before you got to the desiccated part, uh-huh. uh, the um, the first part sounded like they could be a model. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, right? I was like, ooh, emaciated and gaunt. I was like, oh, well. Well, and then it goes downhill from there. Yeah. Besides so, besides the odor and the, and, the, and the, I guess, the desiccated flesh. I mean, they could be, they could take the world by storm. And they're, they're quite tall. So, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. for sure. They could certainly fit into... Jean-Paul Gaultier's clothes. (laughs) For sure. Uh, They also have glowing eyes. Yes, they do. Long yellowed fangs. Long tongues. Long tongues? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Why not? Um, In, oh man, here we go. Ojibwa, (laughs) Eastern Cree, West Main Swampy Cree, Nazcapi, and Eno lore. Wendigos are often described as giants, many times larger than human beings. Um, this characteristic is actually absent from other Algonquin cultures. Just, cool. Just so just, just everyone picture Charlene Theron. Yeah, but taller. <laughs> you can't get taller than that. And with 
with fangs that are protruding. Right. So um, she's too beautiful to be Wendigo. Have you seen um Monster? Yeah. They had to ug her up for that, but well, she went on award. She did. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, ugly girls get awards. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> hey, if you're listening, pretty girls who play ugly get awards. That's the that is part. that is it. Um, <laughs> so tell me more. Red eyes. All right. Uh, they also have a quite quite a, a large group grouping of supernatural abilities. My favorite thing about that, and I have to tell the people, <laughs> Noah is like moving her arms back and forth as if she's rowing a boat. I was trying to figure out which <laughs> word I wanted to use to <laughs> describe the number of supernatural abilities okay. they have because it's pretty impressive. All right, let's count them off. <laughs> they are large, fast, and strong. One. Well, two and three. That's, yeah. Large, fast, and strong. They have uh, heightened senses and endurance. Um, they're hunters immune to harsh climates. Mm. Uh, they can, they stalk their prey and they can mimic human voices. Oh. So they lure people away from safe places. <laughs> they, um, can eventually gain the ability to control the weather and call upon darkness before sunset. Charlize Theron. Uh, they can gain the ability to manipulate other creatures in the forest. Oh my. They can summon predators and force them to attack on command. And they have the ability to heal uh, and grow with age. What? I mean, what can't they do? No, I mean, they can do everything. They, they can... can be so vile and so evil and just... <clears throat> it's like the it's like Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Just when you think they're the worst, they go ahead and heal you. Well, no, they are self-healing. Oh, well then fuck them. They can't heal oh. others. <laughs> okay, so this is more Dorian Gray. Yeah. For some reason, I thought this was an altruistic, like, once I've been a total D-bag, no. I'm going to heal somebody. No, 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 no. They just want to eat you. <laughs> they don't want to heal you. Okay. They can't get enough of the humans. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of that, let's talk about human wendigos. Speaking of cannibals. <clears throat> so human wendigos, uh, in some traditions, um, it's believed that humans can be, who have been overpowered by greed, can turn into a wendigo. <gasps> Yes. Yeah. Do you think Melania Trump is a Wendigo? Oh, I, absolutely. She looks like a Wendigo. She does. She's very skinny. She is, and she's tall. She's tall. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I bet. She's always wearing sunglasses, probably to cover because up the eyes. eyes. Melania, call us. We're on you. We'll protect you. We'll help you. We'll get you out. We'll get you out. Um. So you know we'll... what? You chose that life. I won't get you out. No, I'll get her out. She, you made that choice. No. Lady. She deserves our help. I guess. Um, if we can forgive Mike Rinder, we can forgive Melania. But Mike Rinder has asked for forgiveness. Also, the latest episode of Leah is so good. Tell me more. Hannah's in it. Who's Hannah? Remember Hannah, the South African, who's like the first Sea Org member? Yeah. Hannah's in it. Oh, I'm coming over to your house. <laughs> as soon as she came on, I like just <laughs> sitting on my couch by myself. <laughs> I like fist bumped and I was like, <laughs> Hannah! Oh man! And All right, my neighbors think I'm crazy. Friendship date. Yep. All right. Um. So, uh, the myth actually was served as a a tool to kind of encourage people to get along, so to cooperate and yeah. do things in in moderation. So a lot of this, you know, these are myths that serve that person purpose to like fear pe- or scare people into doing the right thing. Yeah. I love that. I, I mean, I think that's why um, the majority of all these things I've talked about, like mm-hmm. urban legends and I've right. talked about ghosts in this way and, and disasters. Uh, so much of this is just to sort of um, through oral tradition, keep human beings safe. Right. Like don't, don't go in the woods. Don't go in the woods. Don't have premarital sex. Well, <laughs> um, I mean, test it out. <laughs> Over the bra, at least. <laughs> uh, can't argue with that. Um, <laughs> as I said before, humans could turn into Wendigos by being in contact with them for too long. So I don't know exactly what that means. Like, are you having dinner with them? Sure. Are you, like, Do you think it's out? like vampirism, where you hang out with them, they want to be a Wendigo, and then they bite your neck, and you're like... I mean, I don't... Uh, 
according to like everything I just said uh-huh. before this, I don't think it's possible to hang out with them without them not eating you. Right. Because they just want to keep eating people. Yeah. So I don't know if it's more, I think, I think this is what it really is, is that, um, this is the plot of Twilight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't know, but yes, you would know, I le- no. you lying son of a bitch. I wouldn't know. Don't make the people of Morocco think you're cooler than you are. Listen, Morocco, I'm just as cool as you think I am. Um, you saw, you told me you saw Twilight in the theater. I did not. And I never told you that. I watched it at a friend's house. <laughs> Sorry, there there's a difference. I there. watched it at a I watched it at my friend Kat's house uh-huh. when it first came out. Um, and we were like, I don't know, I was like 26 years old or something, and a bunch of really I wasn't born when listen, it came out. Listen, a bunch of my girlfriends were watching this movie, and about halfway through, when he started to sparkle, mm-hmm. I took my bottle of wine and sat on her porch and smoked cigarettes and made phone calls because I was like, I I will no longer tolerate this movie. Okay. Vampires do not sparkle. The end. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know. Jay. Okay. okay. All right. I never read it or watched the movies, but I will say I got I uh, Noelle and I passed back and forth some uh, Sookie Stackhouse novels. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, those book covers sparkle. <laughs> Reading those on the, on the train. What's, our, what's her name? Oh, she has... Charlene Harris. Charlene. Oh, Charlene. Charlene, you're oh, killing it. Oh, my God. Ugh. Oh, those books. I remember being on the train and reading those books <laughs> and number one, trying to cover the sparkly book cover yeah. and not let people see that I was reading smut. And number two, just <laughs> feeling myself blush. It was smut. <laughs> like so, on the train, like, oh my. It really was. <laughs> That's the- <laughs> Noel and I finally gave them up. Like we, we turned to each other and we're like, we thought this was about the supernatural, but let's face it, it's smut. Sookie's just getting her axe off all the yeah, time. Yeah, she really is. Doesn't matter if it's a fairy, if it's a werewolf, whatever. You remember the were-tiger in the uh, laundry oh, room? Oh, yeah. That's I think... when I gave up. <laughs> I think I went two more past You that did, one. and I stopped because I was like, I, we've, we've come so far, I don't do dry humping. <laughs> Anyway, out of yeah. hey, somebody take that as a pull quote. <laughs> Rate and review this show and take that as a pull quote. We've come so far. I don't do dry humping. Yep. So, <laughs> man, we are we're killing it tonight. Thanksgiving. Um. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I don't even know how we're gonna like finish this. No, okay. we're doing great. So, when uh, dingo. Wendigo. Wendigo. Uh, so I think they like stalk you and they can hang out in the woods and they, so maybe that's that, like being that close. Like if you live in a wooded area Ugh. and they're just like hanging out in your backyard, just waiting. Watching. And so then you, you're, that's like your close proximity. Mm-hmm. I watched a video of a guy who, uh, was, was about, um, no, he, he heard something in his backyard uh-huh. when he went out to inspect and then he saw the eyes there are videos of like, you know, eyes kind of like looking back at you. It's probably a raccoon. Yeah. And he like freaked out. And of course, then they like uber zoomed in and you still couldn't see anything. It's a raccoon. Probably. Or an opossum. Or an opossum. Thank you for saying it the correct way. No, I'd say possum. Oh. I just did that for you. Oh. Um, let's talk about Wendigo fever. Oh my God, I have it. Yeah. <laughs> Can't get enough of him. Can't get enough. Ooh. Oh my god. Um, <clears throat> Wendigo fever uh, is a. It infects the host and it slowly takes over your mind and body. It starts with strange odors only the victim can smell. <laughs> so this is this happens when you've become you've been in close proximity of a Wendigo. Uh huh. Uh, they're they're plagued by nightmares. Oh no. Um, there's an unbearable burning sensation. This, this sounds like, like a UTI. Yeah, well, hold on. <laughs> um, this is kind of like the final like thing. Sure. Uh, it uh, is an unbearable burning sensation through their legs and feet, which causes you to strip down and run naked through the forest like a madman. Oh. Um, the few who have returned have come back insane. No. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. But in pure human form. Oh. There's also a thing called... Um, 
Wendigo psychosis. Um, <laughs> I love that they're not psychotic enough. That, that, that <laughs> Here's just a brain stage of being a Wendigo that's just unbearable. <laughs> this is, this is kind of interesting, actually. Um, I mean, it's all interesting. Sure. Is this in the DSM-5? <laughs> you know what? I didn't reference oh, okay. it. Okay, well, you should I reference. should have. I'm sorry. I would love um, for my shrink next time I see her to be like, Wendigo psychosis? <laughs> I'm definitely going to ask my therapist about this. <laughs> Tell me everything about Wendigo psychosis. I, mean, I don't know. It feels weird. Like I have a UTI and then I go crazy and then I, I don't know, I run through the forest. <laughs> you have flip, 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 flip through the book. <laughs> you have poison oak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't you, you see all that redness on uh, you? I hate to inform you. I have anxiety. <laughs> oh no. I thought it was Wendigo psychosis. <laughs> um, you're gonna love how this ends alright but let me tell you about Wendigo psychosis please do uh, in historical accounts it's been reported that humans become possessed by the Wendigo spirit so this goes along with the fever Yeah. Um, but this is more after being in a situation of needing food and having no other choice besides cannibalism yum so um, one of the most famous cases Involved uh, a Plains Cree trapper from Alberta. A what? Plains Cree. So that was a native oh. tribe. <laughs> I was like, Plains what the hell Cree. is a Plains Cree trapper? He was a trapper okay. from Alberta. Mm. His name was Swift Runner. Okay. Um, during the winter of 1878, he and his family were starving. His eldest son died. Aww. Now, here's the thing. They were only 25 miles away from emergency food supplies. Um, at the Hudson Bay Company Post. Oh. Um, but he, instead of traveling there, he butchered his butchered and ate his wife and five remaining children. Okay. Well, you know what? Listen, 25 miles is a long way. But in 1878, to walk 25 miles, like, that's for... That's standard That's not... Artist. Yeah. Nowadays, you'd butcher and eat me and Jules, like, six blocks away. I know. But I'm not walking there. <laughs> You're not walking. I mean, if Lyft's not coming, you <sighs> You're going to, like, at least start with an arm. God, it's so far. You're like, Jay, I don't mean to, but I'll take a fleshy part. <laughs> um, I usually prefer lean meat. Um, <laughs> um, I see your lean meat, and I raise you <laughs> Wendigo psychosis. Um, uh, so, he... Uh, give, so, given that he resorted to cannibalism so near uh, food supplies... Um, it was revealed that it was not a case of pure cannibalism as a last resort, resort, but rather a man with Wendigo psychosis. No. He eventually confessed and was executed by authorities in, at Fort Saskatchewan. You know, the best way to deal with murder is to murder. Mm-hmm. That's what I always say. Eye for an eye. It's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which part? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I, okay, keep going. I just, I've been told it's there. Yeah, no, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it sounds like a Deuteronomy, but we'll, we'll move forward. Um, Everything awful is in Deuteronomy. It's definitely in the dudes. <laughs> the dudes. Um, <laughs> All right, everybody, write us letters. Okay. <laughs> um, another well-known case is... Uh, uh, that of Jack Fiddler, an OG Cree chief and medicine man. Jack Fiddler played Jack- the clarinet. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact about Jack Fiddler. Not a fiddler. Nope. Um, <laughs> played a mean cello. <laughs> uh, he was known, actually, for his powers um, at defeating Wendigos. Oh. Um, and uh, as a result... Um, of I think I didn't put it in here, but I think they said that he had. It was reported that he had killed fourteen Wendigos. Fourteen with, Wendigos. I, I believe his son. That's like six more than you've killed. Uh yeah 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 it is because they hang out in the Wisconsin. Well, you will not get a plaque until you get fourteen. Got to beat the feds. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, uh, as a result of um him killing so many and becoming uh in close proximity he and his brother were oh wait sorry i'm saying this wrong just kidding so in some cases he was actually killing people that he was claiming had wendigo psychosis 
Oh, and man. so that's as, an easy mistake. Yeah. As a result of that, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I mean, he's the he's the expert on this. Yo, I mean, he knows when to go psychosis when he sees it, right? Is that remember Buffy the Vampire Slayer? The one time she killed somebody who wasn't a vampire, and she uh, lost her fucking mind. Buffy didn't kill him. Faith killed him. Yeah, but she lost her fucking mind. Buffy lost her mind because she was um, she was like, an accomplice. I only kill. I only kill vamps. ghouls and yeah stuff like that monsters. Uh, and that's when Faith went bad, but then she's good. Now she's good again. All this stuff. Okay. Okay. Um, so in 1907, Fiddler and his brother Joseph were arrested by the Canadian authorities for homicide. Uh, Jack then committed suicide. No. Joseph was tried and sentenced to life in prison. He, um, ultimately was granted a pardon, but died three days later in jail after receiving the news of his pardon. So there's that. Um, Do you think he got like, uh, the shakedown from the uh, popo, or do you think he? That seems a little like the timing just seems interesting. I just um, want you to go full forensic files for me. Perhaps, yeah. Um, or perhaps, uh, he was suffering from Wendigo psychosis himself and oh. died from starvation. Oh. But it didn't say, so I'll we'll just speculate. Or mayhaps he died of a broken heart. All of these things could have happened, mm-hmm. or he could have just been old. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the uh, the frequency of Wendigo psychosis uh, cases decreased surprisingly in the 20th century. That's crazy. With the with the uh, Renaissance of modern medicine, yeah. we stopped doing this. It's it's weird as uh, their ideologies. Um, were more sedentary and less rural, um, they stopped really believing in some of this stuff. So I find that shocking. I know. I still cure my flu with leeches. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I'm wearing six now. Now, uh, here's a bit of the folklore. Um, the first one to go is said to have been a warrior mm. who made a deal with the devil. Yes. Uh, in order to save his tribe, he gave up his soul and transformed into a Wendigo. However, this is really sad. When oh. peace ensued, he was no longer needed and he was banished from his tribe and forced to live as an outcast. Oh no, it's so he, Shakespearean. He banished them. He was banished. He sacrificed his life for them yeah. and they banished him. It's terrible. So, don't trust a hoe. You've heard it here on the show. Um, Do not trust a hoe. Don't trust a hoe. Um, some people believe that the human person continues to reside in the Wendigo, specifically where the heart should be. The person is frozen, and oh. the only way to kill a Wendigo is to kill the human within it as well. So this is a Pixar movie? Yeah. Yeah. A few legends state that the frozen person is successfully rescued from inside the creature. In most cases, however, death is the only way to free the person from the Wendigo. And then there's a light that shines and, like, doves fly out. Sure, it looks like a Prince video. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Uh-huh. Also, ladies and gentlemen, because I always have to mention this, uh, Noelle did a shit ton of object work there. Uh, she <laughs> she did a full, uh, what was that? That was the doves, like, flying out from the chest, like, Let me describe it. As if Debbie Reynolds... <laughs> Did a circle around her face, the arms went forward with jazz hands, and you ended up back around your bosom. Yeah. It's like if Debbie Reynolds did Godspell. I wish. Well, she's dead. She can't. Um, There is a taboo reinforcement ceremony. There's that word again. Yeah. Did I tell you the story of my... (laughs) You did. Shaving my beard? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. All right. Hold tight, guys, because this is a really long word that I'm about to butcher. Okay. Litico co- Oh, shit. <laughs> I psyched myself out. Litico con si muen. Or when to go like dance. That's what it's called. <laughs> Let me try that again. <laughs> no, I think you did it really well. <laughs> oh, man. Litico con si muen. Perfect. Nailed it. Yep, that's how people say it. Um, I didn't practice that before I came here. <laughs> but I remember looking at it a lot and being like, that's going to be a struggle. Sure. Anyway, among the... Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh-huh. Hold on, let me get it together. I'm just going to get it together. <laughs> say whatever whatever you're going to say, and I'm going to handle it totally normally. Uh-huh. Shit. Among the Assiniboine, the Cree, and the Ojibwa. Yes. A satirical ceremonial dance is sometimes performed during the times of famine to reinforce the seriousness of the Wendigo taboo. taboo. The la- <laughs> you were laughing at. Me. No, I'm not laughing. I was uh, maintaining. The last known Wendigo ceremony conducted in the U.S. was um, at Lake Wendigo of Star Island of Cass Lake, which is located um, near the Leech Lake Indian Reservation in northern Minnesota. Hmm. I really like that they're engaging in satire. That makes me happy. I like that too. Yeah. Um, so one one thing, and you'll like this, and one thing that I like, is that um, the Wendigos often use metaphorically as well, um, where it's more used to describe movements and events that have uh, neg- negative effects on the mm-hmm. folks. So such things as colonialism or yes. manifest destiny. Yes. Western expansion. Meow how. Um, as a concept, Wendigo can apply to other situations um, than just Native American European relations. It can serve as a metaphor explaining any pattern of domination by which groups subjugate or dominate or violently destroy and displace. I love it. So I, yeah. And this kind of goes back to like, you know, sending messages to each other and like using it as like a moral tale yeah. as well. So I work with a Wendigo. I mean, I <laughs> just kidding, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I mean, I, it's something that I think we could all relate to. Sure. Anyway. I mean, so, I hadn't thought about it, but from here on out, that's, that's my thing. Stop being such a Wendigo. Dude, you're a Wendigo. Oh, not you. But oh, like, yeah, I get, yeah, I got, I got you. Um, I was just practicing saying it in a nice way. You said it. You said it very nicely. Like <laughs> that's why you thought it was right. Yeah. Like, I can help you. No, I can't. We can get out listen, of this. Listen, Wendigos, I can't help you. <laughs> I don't want to. You're gonna um, eat me. It's never enough. Uh, of course, there have been sightings. <gasps> um, in the late 1800s. So this is like a cryptozoology thing now. At this point. Yeah. It totally right. is. Um, in the late 1800s to 1920s, it appeared near Roseau, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, there are claims too that, um, each time there's a sighting, a death would follow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's also been spotted in Northern Ontario near cave of the Wendigo. Huh? Oh, duh. That's where it lives. It's <laughs> <laughs> like cave of Wendigos never come here. <laughs> what? There's a Wendigo here. I mean, that's his house. Right? That's his home. That's amazing. <laughs> it has, like, the sign. <laughs> I actually wrote in my notes, duh. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds apt. <laughs> um, also near the town of Kenora. I don't know where that is. Um, it's been spotted oh, by Kenora has traders, such checkers, a good and bread and bed and breakfast. I think that's Canadian. Kenora? Yeah. Yeah. Kenora um, is... Um, uh, their version of a menorah. It's like oh. the eight. The 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 oil was only supposed to last for one day, but it lasted for eight, and the Wendigo stayed away. Got it. That's nice. <laughs> and then I just went back to the old cave of the Wendigo. Sure, sure. Um, that's where I think that's where Jewish people got the idea for Hanukkah. I mean, it makes so much sense. I mean, yes. Um, many many believe that it still roams the woods of northern Minnesota and Canada. I believe it. Hence the cryptozoology part of it. Of course, the uh, Wendigo is very uh, common in pop culture. In 1910, there was a short story called The Wendigo that was written by Algernon Blackwood. Oh. That inspired The Thing That Walked in the Wind in 1933 and Ithaqua in 1941 by August Derelith? Derelith? I, I don't sure. know. Sure. Yeah. Um, and those two books actually inspired uh, Stephen King's book, Pet Cemetery. Oh my goodness. Here we go. We Full just circle. <laughs> I know. We just talked about that. Shalom. So remember, like, that's yeah, remember. the Wendigo is the thing that resurrects the bodies in the pet cemetery. Uh, I blacked out maybe 20 minutes into that and woke up after. <laughs> 
that's the that's the spirit that like brings these. That was Pet Cemetery is about a Wendigo. Yeah. Dude, I didn't know about it. I, did not I didn't know that, know that nope. until I was doing this research and nope. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. So yeah, pretty wow. cool. Uh, the Wendigo has also been featured in a couple of different Marvel comics in Hulk number 162. Oh my God. Hulk number 162 is my favorite. Remember that one? Hulk versus I the do. Wendigo. Well, hold on. That's when Hulk smashes the Wendigo cave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then Hulk smash. And the coolest thing about Hulk is there is like, um, there's that comment bubbles above his head and he says Hulk smash. Right. Well, and here's the thing is that the Wendigo, the Hulk defeats the Wendigo because the Wendigo tries to eat him and, <laughs> and it can't because he's so muscly he's and full of great. radioactive, yeah. ac- active stuff mm-hmm. and it kills the Wendigo. I, that's not what happens. Also, um, um, Charlize Theron, if you're listening to this, you look like a Wendigo. You could do this movie with Marvel. <laughs> Is it Marvel or DC? It's Marvel. How dare you? I, well, I, I daren't. Big difference. I don't know. Um, and also, it was also uh, in a Wolverine comic. I don't have the number. It's been in several films. Uh, Wolverine is the thing by the Australian person. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> He's an X Men. Is that the same thing as a Wolverine? The Wolverine is the character okay. who, and he is part of the X Men. Great. Which is a, a faction of, uh, um, oh my gosh, uh, I can't think of the word right now. Not hybrids. They're mutants. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Here's the good news. Having been explained the universe, I never have to see that. They're quite good. Um, didn't he rise? Wolverine rises or something like that? There's a, there's a couple of different Wolverine movies. Okay. Uh, there's an origin one. Don't waste your time. It's no good. Oh, uh, there's a new one that came out where he's older. It's in the future and he, it's really good. I prefer my Hugh Jackman, super gay. Um, when he's doing, <laughs> <laughs> when he's singing, when he's doing the boy from Oz yeah. as Peter Allen, Peter Allen. That's yeah. it. Anyway, anyway, uh, it's the Wendigo has been featured in the films. Dark was the night ravenous and the descent. Don't even get me started on the descent because that movie makes me so angry. Please get started on the descent. It doesn't know what it wants to be. What is this thing? What is the premise? It's so serious. And then it gets real campy and it's like, decide who is it? What, the what? descent is a, a, a story about a group of women that go spelunking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, As one does. And, uh, listen, when I'm with my women's group, I'm like, <laughs> let's put away the mirrors and the bell hooks and let's just belong. We're going to cave dive the shit out of this. Now that is, um, the most <laughs> like obvious metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So they go cave diving. And so then... this is almost like, this is like a vagina dentata spelunk. It's not a vagina dentata so much. It's more of a... Meaning the cave, though, that they... The cave that is they, eating them? That they fall into. Is well, this is cavernous. no. It's more that there are these, like, night... These, like... This colony of people who are attacking them, and they're, like... They can't stand the light. So the theory is that they... Are they, like, mole people? They're, like, mole people. Oh, fuck that story. Yeah. I like mine better. Shirley's Theron. If you ever... <laughs> if you want to do the vagina... Dentata spelunking film. We're, <laughs> we're writers. We're on it. We're all over it. Shit. As I was talking about it, I got to page nine. <laughs> it's happening. I'm not saying Vagina it's great, Dentata but... spelunking. Happening. Okay. Uh, TV, uh, I already mentioned that it's been all over the supernatural. Uh, some show called Blood Ties, Charmed, Grimm, Sleepy Hollow, Teen Wolf, and Hannibal. I guess there was a character... Oh, wow. Ongoing character. Um, it's also been in several video games. It's been featured in Dungeons and Dragons. And of course, there's a band called, called Wendigo. Oh. And they are Norwegian black metal. Yeah. And I sat and listened to them for a little bit last night and I was just giggling. And then How I How were they? Not awesome. Um, but you know what? Not terrible either. And then I felt bad when I went onto their Facebook page and saw that one. There's only two guys, and one of them just died of cancer. So, oh my god! Sorry, Wendigo. Yeah, but shit. Uh, imagine if someone came to High Spirits and they're like, you know what? You guys are a bunch of like fucking jags. Your stories are stupid. 
oh my God, Jay Steigman just died. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh no, this is so sad. Oh my God. All the cruel emails that you have sent us <laughs> will go into my sarcophagus. <laughs> he, he posted, like, the other bandmate posted this really nice um, thing. Like, I'm sad to say that John, I think was the guy's name, has passed after a five-month battle with cancer. And I was like, oh, my God, I will listen to one more song in your honor. Um, Can I tell you this? Yeah. You better be much more verbose on my Facebook page. I would be very verbose. Yeah. And I would hope that it would be the same for me. Yeah, because I'm probably going first. Why are Um, you going first? I thought we were going to do the retirement center. Oh, that's right. We are. Okay. Yeah, same day. Cats. Yeah. Um, No, what, what? I don't know. You're just talking me into things I hadn't agreed to. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to tell you about the First of all, the retirement home, dying the same day. No cats. Okay. All right. Just like John Adams and Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. Oh, look at us. Um, I want to tell you about the names of their songs, though, because... <laughs> the Norwegian black metal. Norwegian band. black metal. All right. Uh, also, last podcast on the left did a really awesome, I think, three-part series on Norwegian black metal, if you're into that stuff, and you should absolutely... Oh check it out because it's hilarious um so wendigo psychosis live lobotomy human flesh frozen man with a thousand voices cannibal ritual and my favorite gore infested batshit gore infested batshit this is just a few of them Oh my gosh! A you whole library. I think of gore infested batshit, and I really hope it's so pretty. <laughs> gore infested batshit. The best part about gore infested batshit was that it was like all asterisk out. I'm sure. <laughs> um, it's not just shit; it's filled with gore. I'm gonna, I'm gonna so, actually go into my Scandinavian thing. Huh? And I love gore. Invested by shit. Does it sound like that? You've never listened to Norwegian black metal, have you? <laughs> I have listened to First Aid Kit. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. They're from Sweden. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> you know, I don't like understand like no, where Scandinavian and countries are. We just invested. had that conversation recently where you're like, we should go to Copenhagen, and I was like, that's in where? <laughs> <laughs> Zimbabwe. Pack your fucking bag. <laughs> Pack six outfits, you'll be fine. You're always cold. <laughs> I was so confused. I'm JK, like, you're always hot. Netherlands? What? I don't know where things are over there. I'm <laughs> Can I do one more verse of gore-infested batch? No. <laughs> I thought my dog was fine, but it turned right. out. <laughs> so that's the Wendigo. Oh, okay. But in the end, yeah. I think that we're just confusing them with Bigfoot sightings. <gasps> You didn't, you didn't, you didn't, you did. You conflated the two. We're really going cryptozoology. All right, next up, we have a little bit of time. We're going to talk about another uh, spirit in the Native American realm. Yeah. I think you'll enjoy this one. I think I will. The flying heads. (laughs) (laughs) This is up my alley of things that I believe. What are they? <laughs> it sounds like they fly in their heads. <laughs> All I kept thinking about you. I don't think you've seen this one. Um, there's a an episode of South Park where they're at camp and there's that like rotating dreidel that like is this giant head that is like no. the voice of God and it's like I desire macaroni pictures. <laughs> no. That's all I kept thinking about the whole time I was looking at this. Um, <laughs> so they're. Uh, uh, they're a cannibalistic spirit from the Iroquois mythology. Um, uh-huh. uh, this is a quote. The great God hath sent us signs in the sky. We have heard uncommon noise in the heavens and have seen heads fall down upon the earth, my, which was my. a speech of Tahiodorus, who is a Mohawk Sachem at Albany in 1689. Um, they're undead monsters. They're what exactly what they sound like. Huge disembodied heads with fiery <laughs> <laughs> with fiery eyes and long tangled hair. Uh-huh. They fly through the air. Pers- oh. <laughs> like for her as a bulk from the craft. <laughs> God, I hope so. Ah, deep cut. Look it up. 
pause this right now, <laughs> go to look up the craft on Netflix, and take two hours and watch it, and then come back and finish the next 13 minutes yeah. of it. Um, <laughs> uh, they fly through the air, pursuing humans to chase and devour. Oh. Now, some say that they were created by a violent murder scene. Um, I would say that. Yeah, the severed head of a, a victim... The victim grows to an enormous size, or the head just simply emerges from a massive grave. Grave. Oh. Um, other stories state that a human is transformed after committing an act of cannibalism. What up with all these people eating <laughs> each other? I don't know. It was hard times back then. Yeah, them was, was hard times. Hard times. It gets cold up in the north, man. It gets it's, cold here. That's where they they were in the north. I know. We are in the north. <laughs> I'm just saying. You stood outside my apartment for like one minute and lost your shit. Let me in. <laughs> you were like, is your buzzer not working? I was like, I heard you. I walked. <laughs> You're a windingo. I just got a new uh, winter coat. And you know I'm more. I saw it. It looked gorgeous. You know that I'm more uh, form over function. And form. Uh, yep. I know. And so this one is actually like a very like warm uh padded cushiony, norm core actually like, works what you should the, have yeah. for winter and i'm like oh so unflattering <laughs> the whole morning i'm just like do i really want to wear this out but it's so cold out well look at what i'm wearing i look like i should be at a ski chalet you do look like you should be and it's sparkly and i'm cute and it's cute i'm cute notice that right away mm-hmm. anyway According to folklore, the flying head drove the original native inhabitants who lived in the area of the state of New York near the source of the Hudson River in the Adirondack Mountains away from their hunting grounds before the Europeans came. In the early 19th century, a Mohawk guide in the town of Lake Pleasant, New York, who called himself Captain Gill, oh, Captain. claimed uh, it was Lake Sacandaga where the legend took place. The tribe had their village on a hill that is now located between the Hamilton County buildings. However, the name of the previous inhabitants has been lost to history, and the legend of the flying head ensured that every neighboring tribe steered clear for many years. The flying head legend uh, survives, but the name of the tribe who invented it is gone. Oh. So. Um, the hill where the unknown's tribe, unknown tribe's village was located is considered to be cursed. Uh, there have been three different hotels that were built on the sacred site, and all three have had a short lifespan and burned to the ground mysteriously. Mm. Um, Greek lightning. Gotta be. <laughs> or grease lightning. Um, no? Uh, if you're a fan of the program, you'll know what Greek lightning <laughs> is. If you're not, go ahead and uh, take a gander back to what, like episode four, five, six? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Grease lightning, go, Grease lightning. Greek lightning. Different. Close enough. Uh, Captain Gill um, lived in a wigwam at the outlet of the lake, Lake Pleasant. He um, had a wife named Molly, and Molly had a daughter named Molly Jr., who Captain Gill didn't claim as his own. I don't what know why dick. I put that in there. Because you're a dick. <laughs> he sucks. Literally, like, this is a hundred years old, and you're like, yeah, that guy was a deadbeat dad. No, yeah, I think that's why. I was like, that's topical. Anyway. Fuck that guy. Screw you, Captain Gill. Um, one version of the story says that there was a severe winter that killed off many of the plants and drove the moose and deer to other areas. And, uh... local uh, native hunters decided against following them. The fishing failed. And um, according to legend, the famine became so severe that whole families began to die. Young members of the community began to talk of migrating out of the area. um, But they were surrounded by hostile tribes. Uh So uh, they proposed a secret march to get off to the great lake off to the West, which I believe would have been Lake Erie. Okay. Um, they believed that it, um, once safely beyond the lake, it would have been easy to find a new home. Um, but the old men of the tribe were opposed to leaving their homelands and said that the journey was madness. So uh, they said that the famine was to scrounge, um, which the master of life inflicted upon his people for their crimes, that if the punishment were endured, it would pass. If ran from, the result would follow them forever. Ugh. Yeah. This is, by the way, this is, um, 
an Anglican nation. Uh, Anglican nation of. Uh, I know it's Iroquois, but what I'm trying to say, this is English settlement using the book of Job. Mm-hmm. Do you see that this is the book of Job? Yeah. Yeah. So this is like like colonialism meets uh, biblical right. Old Testament. And now you have natives using this as, oh, if only he had in this innocent. Anyway. Yeah. So I hear, I hear you. I'll stop. No, no, no. You're good. Um, so the, um. The old men added that they would rather perish by inches on their native hill than they would rather die at that that they would rather die at that moment than leave their land forever to live with plenty upon strange lands. Um, so the legend goes on to say that the young men were enraged and promptly killed the old men. <laughs> so that so it takes a different turn. Oh, toxic um, masculinity. So after killing the elders, yeah. The question of a disposal of their remains was a problem. So uh, they wished in some way to sanctify the deed by offering up the bodies to the master of life. They agreed, agreed to decapitate the bodies, uh, burn them, and sink, to sink the heads together at the bottom of the lake. One of the young chiefs who planned the crime died when he became entangled in the ropes that bound the heads together and drowned. Oh, my God. Uh, the legend goes on to say that the bubbles... And slime appe- that bubbles and slime Ew. appeared on the lake, heralding a terrible monster, a giant head with wings, which the tribe could apparently never escape. <gasps> Charlize Theron. <laughs> She's a giant head with wings. She's everywhere. Yeah. Man. She's just constantly getting work. Um, <laughs> She's a good looking lady. She's so attractive. Yeah. <laughs> so... Many of the Iroquois were supposedly troubled by the flying head, which, when it rested upon the ground, was taller than a man. Oh, my God. The supposed monster was coated in thick black hair. It had wings like a bat and talons. Uh, One evening, after they had been plagued um, a long time with fearful visitations, the flying head came to the door of a lodge accompanied occupied by a single female. She was sitting before the fire roasting acorns, which as they became cooked, she took from the fire and ate terrified by the power of the woman who he thought was eating live coals. The flying head left and bothered them no more. (laughs) Okay. There's an alternate version of, uh, that part of the legend story. Yeah. Uh, that says rather than seeing a woman eating acorns and thinking she was eating live coals, the flying head stole live coals from her and tried to eat them, thinking they were acorns. The results, oh. of course, disastrous. Of course, disastrous. And the flying head flees in agony, never to be seen again. And that's the flying head. Oh my gosh! Well, as one would do, I have to make the noise. Dun dun dun! <laughs> <laughs> when something ends, we have to have some sort of musical yeah. interlude. And I am singing Norwegian. Black music. Nope, that's really not. Really? How's it go? It's not even. I'm not gonna try. Alright. I'll just be it's like, a in lot my of mind, like, that's how it is. Growling. And... I just feel like it's like Bjork, but with a melody. <laughs> she's that Bjork. She's Icelandic, that I know. I know, but it's all, you know, it's in the upper reach. Yeah, but that's like a separate. It's yeah. not in the same. They, they consider themselves in the same group. Are they all? They're all considered Scandinavian. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. The ice, the Norway, the Sweden, and the Finn. What about the the and the and Denmark? Yeah. What about the the Netherlands? No. Where's that? Nine. No. No. Why do I always think that's part of it? Because you spoke some uh, uh nothing. Wait. What about Norway? Did you say that? I said Norway. Okay. Wait, Denmark's in there too? That's where Copenhagen is, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is one of the most unhinged episodes. I really hope you've stayed this long and you've heard us be totally crazy. Um, We have come to the conclusion of this amazing story in celebration of the American holiday Thanksgiving, which is happening. Um, <laughs> Go stuff yourself with some food. Yeah. Whether you eat tofu, tofu for turkey. Why can't I say words? Like I don't know. Tofu turkey. Tofu. Just stop me. <laughs> Turducken. You were just looking at Tofurky? me. I was gonna say like, what's tofu turkey? 
Maybe it's Tofurky. Tofurky. It's okay. Your portmanteau can be hard yeah. to like throw across your lips. Just eat a lot of pumpkin stuff. Pumpkin. That's what I'm there for. <laughs> I'm all for, there for the I'm pumpkin actually leaving, and the gravy. I'm leaving the country. You're leaving the country. <laughs> I'm not even. We're actually neither of us are celebrating things. No, I don't. <laughs> We are pieces of shit. Da, 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 da. Um, <laughs> we both just dance. Um, Noelle, tell us uh, your beverages. Uh, well, I started with some a White Claw hard seltzer, and I'm finishing out the night with a boom, boom, Syrah. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Get some. Yeah. I am drinking um, Half Acre Gone Away. Boy, it's delicious. If you are in Chicago, go to their Balmoral location because it is a amazing place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Noel, also go. I mean, if you, and if you're not wanting to venture that far up north, Lincoln, Lincoln, and Derberto. Something yeah, like, I mean, like it's it's several it's, blocks south of Wilson. It's just south of Montrose. Yeah. That also is fine. It's by Jewel. <laughs> it's by the Jewel. It's across from the bar that I sometimes go to watch Packer games at. So there's, so there's like bad apple. <laughs> We're not doing this. We're not, We're not doing, doing this. this. All right. So anyway, um, <laughs> if you have even gotten this far we are so thankful we're gonna send Speaking you a we're gonna send you a ribbon spike in <laughs> thanksgiving we are so thankful that you have been listening to this shit for as long as you have thank you uh, my name is jay stagman this is my pal noel schmidt and noel schmidt has uh something so terrible to say to you uh so dreams <laughs>